Hello and welcome to another episode of Never On Site. Hi, this is Joseph, and joining me as usual is Mayur. And in this video, we'll be uh, preview previewing the coming game week and also uh, reviewing the week that happened uh, just now in this uh, weekend. So, as the uh, graphic suggests, the Reds and the Greens uh, united uh, struggling after Casemiro got a red card, and it's. Kind of a recurring theme now. He has been sent off twice um, in the last two months, and uh, Arsenal have uh, really stepped up and uh, performed really well in the match against Fulham. So we'll be going through uh, their title challenge and also United and how they have dropped off uh, recently. So let's move on to the matches that happened this game week. So the first match itself was the but between Bournemouth and Liverpool, and uh, everyone had so much high hopes for Liverpool. Uh, they were like, uh, Liverpool can absolutely destroy Bournemouth like they did last year. I think was it seven, eight, nine, zero that they won, and that yes. was just a fluke uh, as well. Like uh, similar to what happened with United, everything that they tried went in for Liverpool in that game, if I remember correctly. Uh, I think there was a deflection from Firmino. There were there were so many deflected goals that uh, went in uh, in that game, and uh, I, I think they um, in the United match they rode all their luck. So they they ran out of ran out of luck for this match, and eventually Bournemouth won the match. I was just actually chatting with someone uh, that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool loses this match after all the hype that they got for uh, defeating United for thrashing United. Yeah, and uh, they were pretty ordinary, and Bournemouth showed uh, grit and character, and they they wanted that win more than Liverpool, and uh, so that was that. And Everton winning against Brentford with a sole goal from McNeil. So these are all big results. Uh, looking at the relegation battle, and uh, Leeds versus Brighton was another sensational match. It was end to end. It was between two sides who were. You know, really at it. Uh, Brighton were dominating initially, but Leeds grew into the uh, game and they equalized twice uh, to get away with the point. And uh, Chelsea match, do you watch the Chelsea match? Yes. So, interesting take, interesting take from the Chelsea game. Leicester were actually quite good throughout the game, but couldn't get the end result. Madison, right. a very key player, he was in and amongst the chances, uh, played really well. But again, you can see the major uh, difference in this uh, Leicester side has been their defence. Uh, they haven't been able to uh, get those players. Uh, Evans, who was the pillar throughout right. uh, their year. good years. Yes, throughout their good years as well. Uh, we can see they have got uh, gotten on and got in phase. But he again... Uh, like has been half decent. Yeah. So yeah, but he so, makes mistakes a lot. Like he yeah. got sent off in the game. Yes. Yes, he got sent off as well. So that was the crucial factor. But apart from that, Chelsea also defensively didn't look very good or anything. It right. was just that on the day Leicester couldn't score those right, two right. goals. Or and then KDH um, uh, Rooseberry Hall had a lot of chances. He must, uh, missed the point blank shot. Like he scuffed uh, the lines and. Uh, uh, I think Chelsea, everyone expected Chelsea to uh, kind of uh, step up now because we saw in the UCL how they performed. And um, good for them. They've scored. The big issue was scoring for them. I think Havertz scored. Um, 
Chilwell scored. Chilwell scored a stunning goal as well. And uh, there was one more goal, I guess. Uh, Kovacic scored. Kovacic, yeah, yeah. With the volley. Yeah, right. So, good for them. Finally, they are uh, finding the back of the net. Uh, what I I could gather with Chelsea's performances, whenever Havertz plays well, uh, like Chelsea kind of like wins those matches or they will score because he is a key player in terms of going forward. Um, he has the capability, but he doesn't turn up every game. And also, Felix uh, keeps getting uh, like unlucky because he hits he hit the uh, uh, the woodwork uh, after chipping ward but uh, i think uh, chelsea will uh, kind of uh, grow into the um, um, the premier league slowly because i think they have got a base now everyone has gelled a bit uh, potter knows who to start who to uh, bench right now at least he knows kind of the uh, starting level that he really wants and probably a good uh, time as well to win Champions League. Probably they know they can't do much in the Premier League, so it's a good platform for them to solely focus on Champions League, like they've done in the past few campaigns where when they've yeah. won those matches, right? Uh, tournament. Right. So interesting point uh, where they stand off in Premier League. They have shown some in some matches they can play well, uh, but the continuity has been the main issue throughout right. this Chelsea. Side. So let's move on to the next game. Spurs, Nottingham Forest was, uh, you had the... Yeah, so um, it was a painful watch after Kane scored a brace, I think. And um, it was pure brilliance from um, Kane and uh, Nottingham Forest left it open. It's like a rookie mistake to be, you know, affording so much space to a player like Kane and once so on... Uh, was honest by he also scored like you rarely see Son scoring nowadays. So um, finally a good performance from Spurs. But we, I think we all expected it against Nottingham Forest and their defense. Yeah. Moving on the to the uh, City City match. This is a very interesting match. We knew it could be tough uh, at Sellers Park for uh, Man City, but City came out of the blocks really well and they started playing um, very good football. But the thing was. Uh, you know, against Crystal Palace, you have to take your chances. But Haaland missed a couple of chances which were really easy. Uh, he would have scored it in the initial half of the season. And I think uh, Kevin De Bruyne recently uh, did a press conference in which he said, um, you know, towards the second half of the season, players and teams and coaches start, uh, start to find out how you play, how... Uh, player like Haaland plays, they expect Haaland to score. So, they kind of uh, come up with plans to negate his threat and that's what we are seeing him slowing down a bit and um, also he has not been, so Kevin De Bruyne was saying, he has not been as prolific as he was in the uh, initial part of the season. So, that's why City are also struggling to score goals because um, I think this was a penalty that uh, Haaland took and it takes a lot of nerves to convert a penalty, but uh, City could have won this 2-3, uh, 2 or 3 nil. And Crystal Palace, usually we expect them to create some chances on the break, but Crystal, uh, City were very good at defence as well. Yeah, and uh, talking about title defence and, like, uh, and uh, playing really well, Arsenal, uh, who are, um, you know, facing City in terms of at least their title, 
uh, Arsenal are sitting on top, uh, pretty on top right now, and uh, they are cruising. And against Fulham, they scored three very brilliant goals. Uh, you you could see the passes, the movement, and all were uh, fluid. After Arsenal, you know, kind of dipped a bit in the last couple of weeks, uh, but this was a very strong performance. Yeah, and yes. the United match was one where you know Casemiro. What what do you make of that tackle? I think it's a red. I think it's a red. Uh, uh, I can understand uh, a lot of United fans were not happy with it. Uh, I can understand the consistency uh, where they were showing some photos in the Chelsea game or some other game. I can understand the consistency is not the same, but on an individual basis, that is a red. I think. Right, and also another issue that even Eric Ten Hag uh, mentioned was that the, you know there was a clear handball in the penalty box. Uh, and I was surprised that it was not given uh, as a penalty. It was so blatant. I have no idea how it was not given a penalty. And so it's just those consistency. And like when you keep getting results, like the decisions go against you consistently. Uh, that's what you. I'm sure that this match was completely in the ref's hands to you know. Or else United could have won it even with um, ten men. So yeah, it looked United... like they played, they played yeah, really yeah. better with uh, yeah. with ten men. Right, right. It's just that United are dropping off from the actual, uh, you know, actual action at the top end of the table. Uh, while uh, like uh, around three, four game weeks back, we were talking about United challenging for the title, and many, you know, uh, pundits also said, "Don't count out uh, like." Uh, United, but I don't think United are still in the race now. And uh, moving on to, uh, there are two matches that are left to be played: the Brighton Crystal Palace and Southampton Brentford match. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Um, a lot of our uh, wildcarders are depending on that match to, you know, kind of push points up after a bad game week last time out. Yeah, so let's move on to the other. Yes, before uh, we move on, Jose, I yeah. just wanted to ask you one thing about United. So uh, he, so we have seen Tenak play a few uh, tricks of his, where he has been playing Vagost as the number right. ten. In this game, he played like he has played Bruno as well deeper on the wing sometimes. Uh, and yeah. now in this game, he played Sancho in the center. So I just wanted your thoughts about it, how it performed, like how it felt, and was it the right decision or something we can see Sancho being used for? Like, more? So, uh, I think he's trying to mix it up a little because against um, Liverpool, we got found out very easily because he was deploying kind of the same tactics in which Bruno would drift to the right, uh, Vergos, could, uh, Vergos could drop in um, and Rashford would uh, stay up and uh, even the wingers would sometimes, you know, swap. But uh, the thing is, he has to keep on uh, coming up with uh, new ideas. So that United don't, you know, become predictable. I think that is something very clear about Eric Tagan, Eric Tagan's philosophy, that he keeps uh, mixing it around when he thinks that his team is too predictable. So that is why it is happening. And also, we don't have the right personnel throughout the um, team as well for him to play his style of football. So basically, that's why he's trying out new things. And Sancho kind of played well in certain matches. Uh, I think it was against Leicester that he came on, played in the number 10 role, scored. Uh, but then in the next match, he struggled. 
and uh, so it's it doesn't bring out the consistency with players also when you ask them to do different roles i don't like bruno playing on the right at all uh, and uh, so it's difficult to say it's the first season so i can understand him experimenting a bit here because he said in the post conference uh, that playing sign, uh, like whoever plays number 10 needs to be defensively well versed like he has to press uh, that was his first Uh, right, word right. and then he said uh, someone who has to be creative and third was someone who can uh, run behind the lines as well so definitely something uh, like he was thinking about it uh, i've seen vegos can't run but he's a good player when uh, dagia can't play ball uh, behind right dagia just loves right, to put right. the ball so vegos right. is a good option so we can see how he's Uh, like trying to use whatever he has uh, and coming up because as yeah. you said when you attack with the same intentions fluidity is also important and we saw sancho playing as number 10 was very fluid where a lot of people change their position and were very fluid just like we see arsenal front four uh, like to change their places and kind of thing right. it was a interesting point i just wanted to uh, yeah. like uh, bring it up so let's move on to uh, la liga this weekend uh, again interesting week madrid clearly played really well against espanyol and were uh, a good team on the day and the score justifies apart from that uh, celta said uh, sociedad uh, are those teams celta won their game but sociedad drew their game so and betis again drew their game uh, who played in midweeks so we can see that effect being taking place on uh, their la liga matches as well because we know their uh, teams are not that deep and everything and uh, clearly Uh, there is some uh, problem, right. and yeah. we can move on to Barcelona. Barcelona versus Athletic Club, another one of those one-zero wins, uh, which this is like eleventh of uh, the season, eleventh of the season, and ninth in La Liga. So <laughs> uh, uh, it feels like we are playing uh, as like Atletico Madrid, but it's fun. <laughs> fun at the end of the day, uh, whatever you need to do, you need to do to get that trophy of La Liga at the end of the day. And uh, the Girona uh, versus Atletico Madrid also ended in one-zero. so again the, all the top teams generally getting some points not losing but sociedad and betis were the major uh, teams who uh, dropped points let's move on to bundesliga yeah so in bundesliga uh, bayern are starting to pull away they have two point lead right now uh, borussia dortmund who are keeping up pace uh, dropped points versus schalke this is a big derby kind of match schalke versus dortmund and uh, dortmund struggled to uh, you know Uh, play well and you know jude bellingham he's having um, that uh, spell which is really bad uh, now in this uh, recent game weeks because um, we saw even in champions league he didn't play really well he was making a lot of mistakes which is very uncharacteristic of him he usually is very good in possession he doesn't um, you know lose possession or uh, he always takes his chances but we are seeing a different side of him he has come under uh, a bit of scrutiny and let's see how he faces this thing because uh, eventually he is heading for the premier league uh, can he handle such situations that is what uh, makes or breaks a player so union berlin also dropped points and um, uh, for uh, bayern munich i think uh, sane mane uh, gnabry everyone came back Mm. and sane looked really good uh, and mane is not yet fit enough uh, but he he also played sometimes so that's it from bundesliga bayern are uh, where they are supposed to be right now two points clear of uh, dortmund and uh, 
they might have a shout in getting a triple as well this season so let's see but the depth is crazy bayern munich we saw in the midweek as well when they got on players like sane mane from the bench meanwhile psg right. had some random regions uh, we see in fifa kind of players we yeah. are not well aware of so interesting yeah. bundesliga turning out to be interesting let's move on to league 1 talking of psg another important game uh, like after losing all their hopes in champions league it almost looked like it was heading for a draw one all uh, not a good game at all from psg they scored the opener but then since then it didn't uh, look like they were the team who should be dominant in the end just uh, magic from two people messi playing a good ball and mbappe using his pace and running and finishing very calmly that was the uh, point which uh, gave them three points overall a very poor performance for psg and looks like they lack motive at the end of the day after losing against uh, bayern they're 10 points clear though yeah. uh, in, in... and apart from that uh, most of the so marseille dropped few points uh, they were in the driving seat before that so they dropped points so interesting to see uh, what happens in psg as so well. the top four is psg marseille lens monaco uh, lyon is at uh, 10th so that is a big surprise we expected lyon to be inside uh, the top 6 usually yeah so Let's moving on to, to syria uh, inter uh, lost to spezia and uh, also there are uh, napoli won again uh, 2-0 i think um, inter milan uh, like ac milan uh, match happened yesterday night and it was a one all draw Giroud scored the opener uh, and Salernitana equalized Ochoa with a brilliant save to deny um, Milan from winning it then and uh, also if you if you you guys would have noticed that Abramovich was injured he came back last game week and he's been featuring off the bench recently Juventus winning 4-2 and Roma Sassuolo was a brilliant game in which um, uh, Sassuolo came off Uh, with all three points so you can see a lot of teams who have played midweek have been like uh, figuring out uh, a lot of things and they have been facing some problems in europa uh, like in uh, serie a as well in la liga as well in bundesliga as well so interesting right. to see how they prioritize certain things and how the team depth hasn't been the same so let's move on to fpl another interesting week uh, where Uh, Hose, you didn't play your wild card, right? No, no, I kept it. Uh, I, I was torn between uh, playing the wild card and uh, not playing it. It was fifty-fifty. Then uh, eventually, I thought, let's wait because um, after maybe twenty-eight or twenty-nine, I'll have to uh, play the wild card, and at least I'll get some advantage over the wild carders uh, by bringing in Chelsea assets and. Uh, um, and also uh, shipping out uh, brentford players as well so that is the plan right now uh, probably uh, we, i'll wild card in the coming blank game week and uh, uh, set up for the double game week 29 that's the plan right now. that's the plan so what are the transfers you made this week you prioritize on a brighton asset hit if i'm sure right i took a hit to bring in mitoma um and uh, tony ayes i think i brought in mitoma and tony yeah so it was interesting to see the brighton uh, uh, midfielders play <laughs> uh, like almost everyone was on end of some good opportunities but only right. mackalister uh, 
could score and mitoma and march were left with just uh, some points march even not getting any points so it was interesting to see uh, apart from that tony failed big time for a lot of people who had captained him uh, we both yeah. are on the same point almost who's uh, keeping the faith in arsenal players odegaard white who i had benched i had zinchenko and odegaard on the bench so again uh, interesting week uh, as was mentioned uh, his plan my plan currently is selling haland this week most probably and estupinian uh, so that allows me i i am very uh, now eager on getting macalister and looks like i will be tripling up on the brighton mids oh. is what i am thinking because macalister in game week 29 as a captain stands out very well so that is what right. i am thinking not sure yet uh, though estupinian going out means i can get in three brighton mids and haland uh, we just hope in 29 haland doesn't go crazy uh right. so it will be an interesting take a lot of people are uh, interested in selling halan yeah. so who's your stand would you be selling or what are your thoughts uh for a short while yes but the thing is how do you bring him back you, because you have kane you can sell him uh and uh, get in halan back but if i i won't be taking in kane for sure that's what at least uh, now that's my stand um so how do i uh, do it when i distribute the funds throughout the team so that is a big concern if you are shipping out haland also the value that is attached to him for people who brought him from the first game week uh, so those two things are uh, kind of putting me off from uh, selling him but i'll reevaluate it and uh, uh, the thing is you can go for him like you can live without him considering he has a blank also and players like uh, you know watkins Uh, they Alex. have like three fixtures where Haaland has just one fixture where you back uh, someone like uh, Watkins to score uh, at least one or two goals. Yeah. So interesting take. Uh, that's uh, that's it for fantasy Premier League. If you haven't joined our league code, the league code is mentioned on the screen and the description box below as well. Before yeah. we end this week's podcast, there was a lot of talking about going on regarding Barca's corruption. Uh, this past week, uh, the news broke out on. Wednesday or Thursday, where Barcelona were allegedly charged of giving payments to uh, the vice president, if I remember uh, correctly, Jose Maria Henry and Negreira. So, who's what have you heard about it? I just wanted to point uh, yeah, first so, hear that, and then uh, I can yeah. uh, like. So on Twitter, everyone was going crazy after this uh, news, and uh, everyone started posting. pictures and videos of all the uh, mistakes that the referees had done in the past with uh, Barcelona uh, and other teams involved even the Chelsea Barcelona match people started posting about the UCL final win which was very controversial and the referees that uh, kind of favored Barcelona and uh, twitter was in a frenzy and uh, even uh, i've heard that uh, real madrid had a board meeting to reevaluate the situation because their rivals have been uh, you know alleged uh, with this uh, thing so it it was uh, absolutely crazy to hear about this what what really happened my so just to start off with uh, as of now it's just a charge and to get a charge uh, it's way comp- comparatively it's way easier to charge someone for something than to convict him so those are the two major difference which people need to hear and listen and understand they are just charged and the main thing is they are charged on based of a verbal agreement so 
what i have been reading through barca sources and a lot of people that if this case is taken into the court it would be dismissed because there is no proof as of now the only thing is uh, as you mentioned as you can see that 7.3 million euros for 2001 to 2018 the period which we are talking about concerned are 2014 to 2018 for which the amount was something 1.7 million euros so that was the amount for which uh, the case is going on currently uh, again a lot of barcelona fans as will saying 1.7 million euros uh, for a re uh, report and everything uh, to bribe uh, referees at this level is a small amount but again the amount is not considered again if once it's proved we can talk about it but as i said as of now there is no proof it's just charged and as you mentioned uh, real madrid are talking in so today there was a report not today yesterday night there was a statement from the person jose maria enrique negreira uh, that he has been receiving money from a lot of other la liga teams as well from for a top team uh, like from uh, first Uh, division and second division so what basically barcelona and uh, bartimeo have said that they were giving money to get technical reports about referees and the decisions which is a very common thing in spain like a lot of teams do that oh. so that is what the money was given to is what barcelona say at the moment and apart from that it's not been given for anything else but yes yeah. if there is even a slightly uh, thing which shows or which proves that barcelona has done something wrong so it's a big uh, big mistake and they should be apparently uh, like they should be punished for it yeah. but as of now there is no uh, proof or anything so we just have to wait uh, there is a lot of speculation a lot of uh, accounts like to uh, get the videos and everything from past and make their interactions well so that's what going on twitter so as yeah, of so now, Ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, Mayur defending his team uh, vehemently uh, and passionately. They have not done anything wrong uh, as of now. But as of if, now, <laughs> if something comes up, yeah, then we can we talk be. about it. Because it is a big uh, thing. Uh, you can't right, get right. away. Big with allegation. This. It is a big allegation. So that's yeah. it for this video. Uh, before we leave, Hose, anything on Europa League games? Uh, uh, it's in a good mood, uh, like good uh, way for Arsenal Sporting uh, CP. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, Arsenal Sporting uh, in the return fixture. I doubt if uh, Sporting can pull off anything uh, because uh, Arsenal are way too good for them. But um, they showed character in the uh, in the first leg uh, to come back and uh, draw the match. but uh, i think they'll be blown away by uh, this arsenal side if they're uh, on their game um, but um, united also have a healthy cushion so i'm expecting united to get the job done too yes so apart from that not major teams which are looking like there might be some problem up uh, juventus won their game 1-0 uh, played against freiburg who also won on the weekend so interesting match if you want to see what happens in europa league that's it from us uh, uh, we are on uh, all the social media platforms uh, do follow us all the links are in the description box below as well so that's it from us uh, see you soon see you next week bye bye